Hello, and welcome to a special presentation of Harper Audio Presents, recorded at the American Booksellers Association's Winter Institute in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Winter Institute is a gathering of independent booksellers, publishers, and authors. I'm Anna Maria Alessi, and joining me today is... Hi, my name is Mary Kabika, and my next novel is called Every Last Lie, and it's being published by Park Row Books on June 27, 2017. Mary Kabika is the best-selling author of The Good Girl and Pretty Baby. She holds a Bachelor of Arts degree from Miami University in Oxford, Ohio, in history and American literature. Mary lives outside Chicago with her husband and two children and enjoys photography, gardening, and caring for the animals at a local shelter. I would say that um, it's a suspense novel, as my previous novels have been, but I, I really like to create these character-driven suspense novels so that the characters really connect with you. Um, there's there's a lot of issues going on as well besides this big mystery. There's, there's issues of motherhood and marriage and infidelity and grief, and all of this kind of comes together to create sort of a comprehensive story. Um, what happens in the novel is there's a young father who is killed in a car crash, and he's got his four-year-old daughter, Maisie, in the back seat. She's thankfully unharmed. Um, and the crash is just ruled an accident that he was going too fast and took a turn too quickly and went off the side of the road until the coming days when Maisie starts having nightmares about another car on the road, following them, pushing them from the road. And so the man's widow sets off to find um, her husband's killer and in doing so learns a few things about her husband that she didn't realize. A few things that she didn't realize. And you really can't say much more about the plot. But I do think it's interesting. There are, of course, themes, like you said, of motherhood and trust and how you view relationships, you know, at, at different points. Um, it was it was a great it was a great page turner and the characters really were um, you know, really very, very vibrant. Now that it now that it's finished, it's been accepted and it's due for publication. How has publishing this book changed you? Uh, I, you know, with every book, this is my fourth now, and I feel like, thankfully, I grow as an author with each novel, and I hope that if I write 25 more books, that I continue to grow through each of them. Um, working with an editor has been such a rewarding experience to have somebody in the industry to help me figure out my strengths and my weaknesses as an author, so that with each novel that I dive into, I can really apply that knowledge directly to it as I'm writing it. Um, I had a wonderful time writing every last I feel like each novel has its own, um, you know, it's just sort of its own thing. That you, um, you know, no matter how much I learn as an author, I think that each novel is going to always provide its own unique challenges. But Every Last Lie was one of those that just sort of came together. And I felt very good about it the entire time that I was writing it. So it was really a very rewarding experience. Do you set a specific challenge for each book that you write? I want, you know, with each book, um, of course, mine have these big twisty endings. And so that becomes a little more complicated with each sure. novel I write to, to think of something that hasn't been done before that will still continue to surprise my readers. And so that's really the challenge for me is to kind of raise that bar a little bit with each novel and to come up with something unique, some twist, you know, that the reader is hopefully not going to see coming. Do you, so when you say, you know, you need to come up with that twist, do you, sort of research the twist to make sure that it hasn't been 
done, or at least not recently. Yeah, I'm, I'm an avid reader. So, you know, I, I know some of those twists that are be, being used right now in um, other current suspense novels that are out. So I, I try to avoid things that have been done by other authors. And I, I really, when I start the novel, I'm not an outliner. So I just dive mm. right in and sort of, cre- I start with a problem, I would say, and create my characters and sort of see where they're going to lead me. But usually what I'll do is sort of um, outline or brainstorm, I should say, you know, the possibilities for endings. And then I sort of veer the other way to hopefully really put a twist on it that somebody isn't anticipating. Oh, I see. And what's your background? How did you, how did you prepare for this life of <laughs> twisty turn writing? <laughs> um, I was actually a high school teacher before becoming a writer, but I loved to write ever since I was a little girl. Um, and it was just a passion of mine, a hobby, something I would do whenever I had some free time. But I was always very secretive about my writing. Growing up, it was one of those things that as a young girl, I shared with my family. But as I got into adolescence, um, oh. high school, I, I became, you know, it was more in, even more internal. I stopped sharing my work with really anybody. And, you know, I had no idea. There's so much self-doubt, I think, that goes with writing. Sometimes I didn't know if my work was any good. And um, so it was, you know, I, I like to think that I'm sort of self-taught. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I spent how many th- decades <laughs> writing in a notebook or typing on the computer and just creating all these manuscripts and sort of learned through trial and error, found my voice through that um, writing style that I really liked. Um, my first novel, The Good Girl, was the first thing I created that had any sort of suspense elements. So oh, I tinkered around previous... more with women's fiction and oh, that, interesting. that type of thing before. But once I wrote The Good Girl and it had all those elements of suspense, I knew that I had found... You That's know, so interesting because... I would have assumed you've done, you've done this all along because you've been so successful with that type of writing and so well received. That's really interesting. Thank you. Yeah. So what's it like to now be a published writer? I'm always interested in people as writers and then as people who've had to go through or had the benefit of, not like it's a terrible thing, but go through the publishing process. And I wonder how that has changed your writing. Yeah, sure. It's different, of course. You know, when I wrote The Good Girl, I just, I wrote it at my leisure. You know, it wasn't under, it wasn't um, to be published yet. It wasn't until I finished the novel and got an agent and an editor and all that. So it took five years and um, I just wrote it whenever I had free time. So things were definitely different than when I signed on with a publisher and there was a deadline and getting a proposal approved and and different things that I, I didn't, um, I, you know, they were just so different than when I wrote my first novel. But I, I love it. I love that I've been able to take something that I was so passionate about for my whole life and make it a career. You know, to, to take that leap from hobby to career has been so rewarding for me. Um, I, I started writing when my kids were really young. Now they're a little bit older. So I have this time that I can really devote to a writing career. And I've just loved every minute of it. Oh, that's nice to hear. All right. So I want to ask you a few questions about your writing life in general. If uh, what what natural gift would you m- most like to possess as a writer? Ah, that's a good question. Um, well, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of doubt that goes with it. And if there was something that I could change, that would be number one. And talking, you know, I've connected with so many authors over the last couple of years, and I feel like that's one of those things that sort of hinders all of us. It's true. I've heard when I've asked that question this, over this weekend, many of you have said, yeah, okay. "Can I have that pill, please?" Okay. <laughs> so glad to hear that. Yeah, so that'd be one thing to just go in and feel confident. And, you know, there'll be some days that 
I write all these words and I think, oh, that's wonderful. I did such a great job. And I go back the next day and reread it. And I think that's garbage. What was I thinking? So it's this back and forth. Every day is a struggle. You know, and there's these great days where I feel like I'm writing a masterpiece. And then there are these days that I feel like I'm not writing anything worthwhile. So it just goes back and forth. And I would love to just have that confidence in myself and in my writing throughout the whole process. Wouldn't that be nice? You all would be so happy. (laughs) When and where are you happiest as a writer? I love drafting. That's my favorite. You know, when it's, it's, it's all mine and it's new and it's fresh and I can take it any place that I want to go. And I don't share my works in progress with anybody until I have one solid draft. So at that point, it's just, it's just me and my computer and my characters. And it just feels so personal at that point. So that's definitely my happy point. I know that through the process of revision that the book just gets polished and cleans up and made so much stronger before before it goes out there to the bookstores. But that drafting phase is my favorite. So who is your first reader? My first reader is my editor, Erica. Oh, really? Yeah, she, um, she's brilliant. I mean. <laughs> so you give her those first pages. I you do. Just hand, do you hand them to her as they're finished or do you wait till the whole draft is I done? I wait till I have a complete draft and then I send it to her. And um, I have been so fortunate to have the same editor for all of my novels. And I hope that for you know, the future of my writing career that she and I get to work together. Um, But I just, I have so much faith and confidence in her. And she just, I know that she's going to leave her mark on it. And she's going to make my manuscripts so much better than when I turn that draft into her. So when I'm done, it goes, it goes straight to her. It really is such a distinct skill, editing, isn't it? Oh, it is. It's, it's, it's like magic. It is like magic. I mean, obviously they work very hard, but I, and it's a skill that I could never have or do. Right. And yet you can see the before and the after and it's completely, right. it's a completely different work. Right. Just that work. insight they have looking at those manuscripts and to see where the holes are and what's working, yeah. what's not working and to have suggestions for how to clean this thing yeah. up. And it's amazing. Yeah, it is really, it's really interesting. Well, what do you think is your greatest achievement as a writer? Uh, just, well, I, when uh, The Good Girl became a New York Times bestseller, there that was <laughs> that go. was definitely the high point. You know, I think starting out as an author, that just was kind of that unattainable goal, really. And, you know, I kind of tried to keep myself very grounded, you know, just getting published, just getting an agent. These are extraordinary things. Um, but the day that The Good Girl hit the New York Times bestseller list, that was the highlight. What did you do to celebrate? <laughs> I was actually on book tour at the time for my second novel, oh, <laughs> Pretty Baby. So um, I, I think I had a glass of champagne that night. But then when I so. got back home with yes. the family, we were able to celebrate. Okay, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> what do you think is your most marked characteristic as a writer? I think, I really think my characters, it seems like as I talk to readers and read reviews and that type of thing, um, it seems like my characters really resonate with readers. And that's so important to me. I know that um, in the suspense genre, it's, it, it's very plot driven a lot mm-hmm, of the times mm-hmm. and the characters maybe don't, they're not as relatable. And I really, I really strive in my writing to find a balance between the character driven and the plot driven sides of, of the equation. So I really want those characters that readers are going to empathize with. They, they don't have to love them. They don't even have to find them likable necessarily, but they w- I want them to have some sort of redeeming characteristics that makes the reader want to stick with them for this journey. Sure. And how do you approach naming your characters? Uh, that's, that's a fun part. I, I always say it's like 
naming your children, but your husband doesn't get to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I try and find a balance um, between, you know, traditional names means something more modern, maybe. Um, and sometimes it's just a name that feels very suiting for the character. Sometimes I might give a character a name and as I get to know that character a little bit, it's just not fitting them anymore. And then I'll do a name change. Um, but so it, it is one of my, my favorite parts, actually. It's just, it's, it's the first step, I think, in creating this character in their persona and really starting to bring them to life on the page. Yeah. And have how often do you have to make a name change, like well into the project? Um, it's happened a couple of times. I think the most notable one is in The Good Girl, the character of Mia, who is one of the most important characters. Um, she was Ella the entire time that I was writing the novel. Her, her mother in the book is named Eve. And actually that just became an issue of Ella and Eve being too similar. And that was hard because at that point I had a complete draft and you know she was always Ella to me. So to imagine her as something else was hard. I went to Mia because in my head, it had a similar sound, mm-hmm. um, but it, it took a while, you know, before I that's stopped so f- saying Ella. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Um, what is your current state of mind as a writer? Huh. <laughs> it varies day by day. Um, no, I just, I am so grateful for the whole experience. I feel really, I feel so great about the way everything has gone. Um, I feel like I'm still getting started in my career. There's still so much, you know, um, so much to learn and so much to experience and so many books to write. And I just feel so positive about the whole thing, really. Um, I'd love to connect with uh, with readers, with other writers. It's, it's just been a wonderful experience. I'm glad to hear that. What is your motto as a writer? Uh, you know, um, there's a quote and I'm probably going to mess this up right now. <laughs> Um, but it's something, you know, um, something to the extent of only needing to see, you know, as far as the headlights, you know, oh, not, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. The light shining in the darkness <laughs> yes, thing. Right. And that's sort of my motto. I don't outline, as I mentioned before. And I feel like as long as I know what I want to accomplish in this chapter, maybe the next chapter, that's as far as I need to go. You know, that's all I need to know right now. And so I go with that. And of course, my mind is always starting to think a little bit ahead. But as long as I know what I want to accomplish right here, you know, this chapter, the next chapter, I feel really comfortable yeah, in that's, my writing. That's, that's interesting. That's a good, that's a good motto, I think. Yeah. So do you have, do you have a story about an independent bookseller or a bookstore that you'd like to share? Yeah. My favorite, I have to say, I was at um, a bookstore in Northern Illinois. I'm from Chicago. It was one of the Northern suburb suburban bookstores, the bookstall. Um, and there was an old, an, a gentleman there, an older gentleman. And it was just one of those connections, you know, connecting with readers is always one of my favorite parts. You know, you sit there, you write these books and it's me and my computer and, you know, these imaginary characters. So then when I actually get to go out and share them with the world, it's just so remarkable. But there was this wonderful gentleman at the bookstall and we just had the most delightful conversation. And it's been well over a year now, but we've kept in touch. He oh, and wow. his wife travel frequently. And, and anytime they go somewhere, they were in Alaska and they find the good girl or any of my novels on a, a store shelf, they'll snap a picture oh my gosh, and send that's it to so me. Cute. And it's just one of those relationships that I've been able to maintain since then. But I, I mean, that, that alone makes it all worth it. You know, when I meet a reader who says that a character really stuck with them or this or that, that just makes the whole process worth it. Oh, I'm sure that happens all the time. You have such memorable characters and and great books. Thank you so much. Thank you. 
Thanks for listening. All of the books you've heard mentioned here are available at your independent bookstore. And if you like what you've heard, please be sure to subscribe to Harper Audio Presents. 